It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare's Monday Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic has returned with the start of fall sports season, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. every Monday through October 17th. Athletes will be seen on a walk-in basis every Monday from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics, located in the now building's second floor, Suite 200, on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso. X-rays can be done for immediate review and upon insurance authorization, patients can be scheduled for an MRI, CT scan, or any other further imaging needs. For more info, call Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics at 989-541-BONE. That's 989-541-2663 or online at memorialhealthcare.org. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, welcome to episode 233 of the Three Point Podcast. We're partnered with Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, many locations throughout the state of Michigan. Their coupon code 3POINT20, 3.20 at the Corona store, 20% off Sky Mint products, only new customers. And I just got to tell our listeners out there, fellas, you know, support the pod. Any of our advertisers, yep. you know, a lot of podcasts ask for money from listeners. All we're asking for, support our advertisers. And man, if you can't, if you're, let's just say you do indulge in the great products that SkyMint provides, stop on in there, man. Use that coupon code. Whether you buy $25 worth or $250 worth, you get 20% off. That's nothing to sneeze at, right? It's a no brainer. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, do us a favor, man. If, if you're on the fence, you're debating going to this one that's in Owasso or this one that's in Duran, right. do us a favor. Uh, stop on into SkyMet. I mean, it'll make it well with your time. Absolutely. Even if it's a one-timer, you'll be back for repeat business without a <laughs> doubt. We're also brought to you by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic, now open every Monday through October 17th at the beautiful New Now Community Wellness Center. We also want to thank our great local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse and Hit and Pitch, our sponsors of the Prep Spotlight, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, and our promotional partners, the ALS Association of Michigan, Chi-Town, and Z92.5, the cast. We got a packed show for you tonight. Our Prep Spotlight will have Ryan Slocum of State Champs, and uh, we're really excited to hook up with social media superstars. How would you, how would you classify them, Garrett? 
uh, the new media of baseball. Uh, TikTok superstars, man. Liam you uh, and Eric of Bat Boys Baseball. Very excited to talk to those guys. Well, we're looking forward to that. And also, uh, we'll give you our takes on college football and pro football. But before we get rolling too far along, fellas, let's catch up a little bit on the last weekend. You know, mostly for me, it was football, football, football. Yeah. But I don't know what you guys were up to. Yeah, about the same. I mean, I back to working on the weekends. Uh, during the summer, things slow down down here, so we get mostly get the weekends off. But once football starts up, we're back to obviously all hands on deck on Saturdays. And like like Jared, I think you mentioned it last week. Yes, it's not fun to be working on a Saturday when all these great games are going on, but got all these nice TVs and everything, yep. and I basically <laughs> get to watch any game I want. And luckily, it worked out last week that I worked a day shift. Michigan played at 8 o'clock at night, so I was able to get my day, my work day done, come home and sit on the couch and watch. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but watch J.J. McCarthy uh, yeah. win that job. Yeah, no, you're right, Matt. And you're, it's, it, we are lucky. I have a similar, you know, this past weekend I worked again. Uh, you know, noon, we had Bama versus Texas, and we have this one, you know, like 75 inch TV right uh, set up for uh, in our studio. Big old crowd gathered around it from about yeah. 12 to 3 30 until that game wrapped up. It's a little bit different than a lot of people. Like, I remember when I used to have a cubicle job, big old email blast day before March Madness. If you are on March Madness watching game, <laughs> You will be fired. You are slowing down our network. Uh, so you know, I had slowing to deal with down that. our network. So it's nice to have a place that kind of gets it right. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, how lucky are we? I was thinking about this, you know, out on my patio the other night. Imagine if uh, football was like at uh, springtime or something. The fact that it's at fall, right when we're losing summer, you know, the weather is turning. Imagine if it just went right right from summer to fall to winter and we didn't have that, you know, buffer. It just was like an everyday life. Man, it'd be hell. So how yeah. lucky are we to have football to ease the transition to winter? It does almost kind of make you forget that we're leaving summer because yeah. we're just all in on football. Yeah. yeah like, but. like I said in a previous podcast, it's the fifth season here in Michigan for sure. No doubt yeah. about it. Uh, you know, I had a fun night last uh, Friday night doing the Owasso Corona game. I'll get more into that, but I got a question for you guys. During the broadcast, we were talking about it, and it was 25 years ago, exactly 25th anniversary of the first Corona and Owasso football game. And this is the 22nd meeting they had on Friday night. And we thought we should have, there should be a traveling trophy, you know, a trophy between Owasso and Corona. The winner gets to keep it for a year. Don't you think so? Now, what do you guys think of this idea? We came up with it on the spot on the air, the castle cup, you know, radio stations been there for every single game. Any other ideas? I saw that. I think we we were tweeting it out or maybe you tweeted it out and then we retweeted it and it bounced around a little bit. I'll be honest. When I, I, I knew you probably were, it, it meant, Z92.5, the castle. Exactly. But I also was like, are they talking about Kerwood Castle? <laughs> Is it like, would the trophy be the Kerwood Castle? You know, with a no, football on no, it or no, something? No. But no, it, it would be awesome. Yeah. Think about how cool the trophy games are. Like Michigan has a ton of them. Yeah. Think about how cool that it would be for the, the Owasso players, the Corona players to take it back to their high school. That would be cool. Ted, I like the branding you're going for. Uh, I'm just going to be the opposite end. I mean, hey, here's the thing. There is no trophy, so why not do it? You can't make fun of it. If there's no trophy, make it. Uh, If I'm a player, I'm thinking like, you know, what's battle of what? Battle of M21, battle of Shiawassee River, battle of 
What's the what's the connection there? What where's the what's the connecting thing to yeah. Corona Owasso? Uh the uh, Middletown tug of war. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh but no, that's a great idea. I never I've never thought about that, which is crazy we're, to think, but there definitely open, should be a trophy for that. We're game. open for ideas if any of our uh, followers have a, a name for a tra- traveling trophy for Owasso and Corona. You know, some of the listeners or some of the people that were tweeting me on my own personal Twitter site, you know, they were expanding on it saying, "Well, you need to include all the sports and this and that." And I thought no, we're talking football. <laughs> we're talking football. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that because not no. all the sports necessarily play each other all the time. And, right. You know, it's not. You don't have to. There, you don't. You don't really need a reason. No, you don't. You don't have yeah. to do that. This, right is, this is I a think football we, trophy. Yep. Now, before yeah, I mean, we, yeah, because most trophies do have like some sort of historical connection, mm-hmm. whether it was you know the 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 brown jug, um, with with Michigan and Minnesota. Like, what was it? There's. They both yeah, right. used they both used the jug or something like that 200 years ago, or there's some crazy connection. Yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah, the, uh, the connection with the Shiawassee the River shootout, making Ooh, up the like Red that. River shootout, even though there's about a third of the points being scored in uh, the Corona. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, not, uh, not last week with Corona. <laughs> right, right. right. Well, that's not bad, actually. Shiawassee shootout, Shiawassee River shootout. I don't know. We'll we'll see what comes up. You know, if we can come up with something before now and next year. That'd be cool. I mean, I would say three point podcast trophy, but I don't think we got enough funds to buy a trophy. Yeah. The uh, Shiawassee River, River shootout presented by three point pod. There you go. go. There you yep, go. There it is. I do have one final question for you, Jared, before we move on to our first interview. Um, anything happened with the speeding ticket? I think maybe our listeners might want to know. Is there anything new with that at all? I paid it basically right if we got right, right as it got sent to me. I just paid it. Um, a few different people actually reached out <laughs> from listening to the bot said I should fight it. One person, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know, I, I'm not sure if he wants me to name it or not, so I won't. But uh, one of our listeners actually said that I could use his attorney to fight that. Oh. So, uh, yeah, didn't quite go down that route. I just Deep. rolled up my sleeves, paid the 160 bucks you know, licked my wounds and just kept moving on with life. Uh, that's the thing, man. I'll never see that guy again. I'll never see that trooper again. Never yeah. have any closure. He had the last laugh. Uh, so yeah, that's just kind of life, man. We, we move forward. Amen. I've got, I've got my court date tomorrow morning actually for mine. So, <laughs> and you're, you're driving 90 minutes to go fight it, right? Man, I've got to wake up and I've got to get both kids off oh, to school God. and daycare and then drive up there for that. This cop, this cop has no idea what he's putting me through for this. If you lose this, how raged would you be? If you went through all this work and they're like, nah, yeah, still going to give it to you, man. What, yeah, what pretty, would your reaction be? Pretty annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm honestly hoping, like, I have no, like, story. I'm, right. Like I said, I'm, when I brought I hope they, just by showing up, I hope they drop it. I think like a little instant. sympathy, a little sympathy, maybe, you know, I mean, you're right. driving all the way home from Carolina or from Michigan to Carolina right. and you're almost home. Yeah. Come on, man. Cut me some slack, but Amen. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll hear that story next week. Yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, going to continue on with the podcast with our first interview right after this. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. 
Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, coming up next here, it's Prep Spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. It's the home of Hit and Pitch, and we have a special guest, Ryan Slocum, to talk a little prep sports with us from State Champs. And you were talking off camera, Ryan, you've got a new endeavor you're getting into. Why don't you start off, promo that. Yeah, man, as I told you guys, very cool. It's a startup, so take it easy on us here at the beginning, (laughs) but uh, it's called NewsNet, and it's a nationwide news network it's kind of yep. like headline news right, is right. and was you know we kind of have a news wheel that goes every hour and, and uh and we do sports on there as well the plan is in the very new near future if not the next month or two we are going to do a 24-hour sports network as well on Newsnet. so um very cool glad to be a part of it uh, myself, Ben Holden, who you may know from CBS, did play-by-play for about 15 years with CBS from college football to hockey. He still does hockey games on the Big Ten Network. Um, and a guy named Ryan Woolley, who you might be familiar with from 97, won the ticket. Yeah. Uh, we are we are the uh, current sports anchors. We are looking. Anybody listening? Hey, man, come on. We need producers, too, Jared. There you uh, go, Jared. We'll come. <laughs> So, right. you know, come our way. I might be able to hook you up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's a new adventure. But still state champs all day, every day there you as go. well. And, and uh, you know, I, I can't cover, which you're like, hopefully you did some research, you said to me. <laughs> I'm the Friday night anchor at Newsnet. So right. I did the two Thursday games. Yep. But now I'm out. I'm not going to do, but. I still know. I know what's up, man. I know what's yeah, going yeah. on. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange, man, not being there on Friday nights. Right. It's not. It's a little strange, man, because I've been there for twenty years. This is my twenty-first year in the business, wow. so it's a little. It's a little weird. But well, it's even all though good, guys. It's even though good, you're a little, man. even though you're a little out of it, it's we're a third of the way through the season. You know, you you primarily oh, yeah. look at the Mid Michigan Flint area, right? Yeah, yeah. What are the big storylines that that you're seeing early on? Well, so, you know, we came here to talk about Flint, but I'm I'm going to start with Saginaw. Yep. What the frick is Heritage doing right yeah. now? Are you kidding me? Like, now, they, they smacked my Raiders, yep. <laughs> which mm. I don't know that they're great this year, but my gosh, Heritage has started 3-0 and this season. I don't know the last time they – have started three and oh it might be the Stuart Schweigert days. I mean it's been a long time. And they got this this receiver named Braylon Ives who in the first half against Flushing had nine catches for like 280 yards and five touchdowns. And you're like all right well flushing secondary is no good right well then he went 
and he popped Grand Blank this past weekend. And I think we all knew Grand Blank wasn't going to be what they were last year. And they got a new coach and they lost a lot of players and everything. But they were up 31-13 at the half on Grand Blank. Yeah. And this freaking kid went for another two touchdowns and 150. I mean, this is. I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't know whose radar this kid is on, but he needs to be on somebody's radar. I mean, he's legit. He This kid's out here doing it. So that's my biggest thing. And at the same token, I would say my other storyline is I am a little disappointed in Grand Blank. Now they've had, obviously, a decent schedule here, but... And we didn't think they'd be a state semifinalist, but I thought they'd be better than what they are. Right. Mm-hmm. The defense is giving up a ton of points, a ton. They gave up 49 to Granville, 52 to Heritage. They've got two all-world receivers, you know, for our area, all-world right. receivers. Right. They're, they're good players, man. They're really good players, so... I'm a little disappointed in them so far, and they still have to play East Lansing, Lapeer, Davison, and Romeo down the stretch. So to me, that's the biggest story because they're already yeah. one and two, and now they got to play all those guys, guys. Yeah. Those guys, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it it man, I, I'm I'm scratching my head a little there. Yeah. I I didn't I I didn't see that coming, you know. One of those teams you mentioned was uh, Davison. They've had kind of an interesting start, you know, two and yeah. one. Big win against Clarkson, who Clarkson just beat Rochester Adams, you know, yes. easily uh, at Rochester Adams. So we know Clarkson's legit. Defending uh, state runner-up. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit surprised by the season they've had so far. I mean, obviously they're a great program, but w- what is the, what has been their bread and butter? Why have they been able to, you know, one, win that big win, and then last week they just blew out Traverse City Central. It was another uh, runner-up. So yeah, what do you, you know, think of them so far? And it's a great point, Jared. Dude, that was number two on my list was talking about Davison. Obviously, great win in week one, beating Clarkston. Obviously, a great win. I was a little surprised by the DCC loss. I called a few DCC games last year. And, I mean, obviously, they're talented. Right. They lost a lot of kids. They lost a ton of kids and major kids. So I was a little surprised that that they lost that game. And then obviously they bounced back against Traverse City Central last weekend, who, again, another team that lost a bunch of people. But, you know, I'm a big guy on looking at um, comparable games. Lapeer played, and we thought, hey, maybe Lapeer is great, and maybe they are to all the Lapeer people. Maybe they are. But they had a shootout with Traverse City Central. Yeah. Shootout. Like, I, I don't know the exact score. It was like 52 to like 45 or something like that. And then Davison just went out there and clocked them. Yeah. I mean, they went out there and clocked them. So I would take a look at that. And, and in saying that, and looking at where Grand Blank is at, as far as big schools go in the Flynn area. Right. I, I think Davison is the cream of the crop right now. Through three weeks, obviously things could change. Mm-hmm. But to your question, dude, they they got everybody back. The only question coming into the year for Davison was the offensive line. They had one guy back. 
and it's the right guard, Jackson Rice. That's the only guy they had back. The whole line was brand new. So, you know, that but all their skill positions are back, you know, receiver, quarterback, running back. So, yeah, I think right now, as far as big schools go, they're the Saginaw Valley leader. And guess who they play this week, fellas? They play Heritage. Yeah. They play Heritage. So, you know, that's going to be sweet, man. Let's see what happens there. Someone's got to go down. I was, I mean, you kind of mentioned it right there. I was going to ask, what are a couple games that you're looking forward to, whether it's this week, next week? That's got to be one of them. That's but any the, that's any other games one. that you've got bookmarked? Yeah, well, in the Flint area, man, you always have the rivalries. And Davis and Grand Blank has become a rivalry in recent years because of what's gone down. And just it's actually a real rivalry. Like, these kids don't like each other. It's kind of yeah. weird, man. <laughs> like, they legit don't like each like, for real life i don't like you like i don't know if i (laughs) don't know if somebody i I don't know what happened but something happened and they don't like each other you always bookmark that one but no i mean i would have never in a million years thought davis and heritage would be a bookmark game and it is yeah because right now heritage is by far the saginaw valley league north best team yeah i mean by far, right now. And Midland's always good. Let's see what happens when they face Midland. But um, I I covered Dow week one. I don't know what's going on at Dow. It was brutal. And they've had a they've had a couple good years now, the last yeah. couple. And they, they were not good. Fenton absolutely ran them off the field. So, you know, it's heritage up there. Yep. And here we go. And I would say Davison, I mean, look around, you know, powers left the Valley. Uh, I mean, who else is there? Carmen Ainsworth. I love my guy, DeWant, but and something's not, something's not clicking there at Carmen Ainsworth right now. And I, I hate to say that because DeWan is a good coach and I know he knows what he's doing, but you know, something, something's not right there. And, 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 who else is there? I mean, who else is there? So, right. you know, we're getting our de facto Saginaw Valley League championship this week. Other than that, man, no, because I do think the Flint area, I think it's a little down this year. Right. I think it's a little down. I don't know that we have any great teams. I think New Lothrop, obviously, they can always, always do They'll something. They'll be there. They'll always be there. It just depends on when when do they match up with PW? Right. When yeah. do they match up with Jackson Lumen Christie? You know. Other now than the, that, the it, two store- it, it kind of stinks. We got we got standout players here and yeah. there, but as teams, I think we are a little down. Yeah, I think yeah. we're a little down this year. Well, I got one final question for you, and it's not really prep related, but I gotta know. Okay. But I follow you on Twitter. We see what's behind you there. What Uh-oh. in the heck is the infatuation with wrestling? What brought you into it? And be short here. Well, we don't have all night. <laughs> that's a great question. I don't know what it is. I just always liked it. Was yeah. it Hulk Hogan? I was, I was, was into it. Well, yeah. So I'm I'm 42 years old, right? right? So I was a kid when Hulk Hogan blew up. Right. I was not allowed to watch wrestling, though, because me and my brother, who was 
four years old and I would beat each other up. Right. <laughs> like we weren't allowed to watch right. it. And then finally my parents just gave up and were like, yeah, whatever, watch it. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. But you know what? I say, you know, if you want to, I don't know, Ted, dude, I don't know if you're one of these people like, you know, it's fake, right? I don't know. If, <laughs> no, so no. is Game of Thrones. Hey, so man. is Star Wars. <laughs> you know, Darth Vader's not real, right? right. Like, right, right. It's a cheap. So full disclosure, full disclosure, Ryan, I was right there on board in that era of wrestling, man. I went, we had our radio station put together a bus trip over to the Breslin to see an event live is something else. I mean, it's <sighs> incredible. So yeah, I'm right with a you. lot of fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I, you know, those people that say that, yeah, of course, I don't know what it is. It's goofy. And I'll be honest with you. It's been actually kind of bad for like the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I just like you it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm going to WrestleMania next year in Los Angeles. I already <laughs> nice. bought my tickets. I've been to five WrestleManias. I'm wearing a Mr. Perfect shirt. There you yeah. go. Like, nice. I don't I, I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, call me oh. an idiot, but you know no, what? Man, it's... People watch superhero movies. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's superhero entertainment. I, They're I still super. Have... They are real life superheroes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still have a bunch of friends that are into it. I was I was into it too. That uh, I'm I'm around the same age as you. Yeah. I grew up watching. I mean, I love the Bushwhackers. <laughs> I love. I I remember when. Uh, I remember when uh, Hulk Hogan went to NWO. Oh yeah, well, that's deal, what that, saved that wrestling. Cool. I remember the I remember the WCW versus right. WWF rivalry. Like you know, you were either one side or the other because WCW was just fake, Matt, you know, whatever. Now I anybody, remember I just kind of like tailed off at, at some point. I kind of tailed off. Maybe you can find this picture and Ted, Jared, whoever. I'll send you a picture of it. This is yeah. real life. If you have the WWE Network, there is there's a docu series about WCW against WWE. The first shot of the intro of the whole series is a kid ripping up a raw sign. <laughs> that kid is me. Nice. <laughs> that kid is me. On the intro of the freaking Monday Night Raw, it nice. came the poster. It was like a poster that came in the Raw magazine. Right. And I took it to WCW the night Lex Luger beat Hulk Hogan at the Palace, April 4th. 1997 i was in the second row i walked up and i said hey camera guy i have this i want to rip this up on camera and he's like oh yeah absolutely absolutely about two segments later he waved me over yep and i'm standing there and me and my buddy matt grushock ripped it in half it took 20 years to surface but it's on the it's on the wwe network so anybody that is me yep even back then you knew what made for good tv absolutely i was made for this right perfect well hey look ryan we appreciate the time this has been awesome we we will check in with you periodically uh before we wrap it up give a nice plug for uh state champs and your new endeavor again where yeah hey man as always you guys are the best dude and and thanks again for having me and thanks for letting me say this obviously state champs you know statechampsnetwork.com um state champs mish is our Michigan Twitter page. Check out the TikTok page, which I'm an old guy. I know nothing about TikTok. I don't, I don't either. I don't dance. I'm sorry. I don't know why that's a big deal. But 
our TikTok page gets like hundreds of thousands of views, apparently. So mm-hmm. check us out on TikTok as well. Um, and then, uh, well, Jared, you know, do you work on our show on Friday? No, I, uh, unfortunately, I'm, well, unfortunately, and also fortunately, I love working the actual games. I'm down at site on the games. So, I'm, so no, that's what I'm, well, doing. forget so, you then, Jared. Get <laughs> out. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. So we're on, we're on Bally now, man. We're, um, Friday night. Check that out. And then my new, my new venture is Newsnet. And we are on Roku. We are on Fire Stick. Or you can just go to your, Y O U R, Newsnet.com. Nice. And it's like a headline news, man. It's a it's a hour long cycle. It just goes okay. with news and we update it, you know, every hour or so. And there you go, man. That's where I'm at. And I, I thank you guys, man. You guys are the best. Thank yeah. you, brother. Thank you. Brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate yeah. it. All right, good stuff with Ryan. As always, this brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse, home of hit and pitch, our prep spotlight. Uh, 10,000 square foot field turf, uh, the hit and pitch batting cages, seven indoor batting cages, the hit tracks training system located in the old Capitol Bowl JC Penny block on South Washington and Owasso. More details call Capital Sports Hit and Pitch 989 472 4624 online at capitalsportsfh.com. Before we get to our next spot, guys, just have to talk about our Corona Cavaliers briefly. 40 to nothing over Owasso. Wyatt Bauer continues to roll 117 yards rushing, two touchdowns, pass for 176, three more scores. I mean, they're just rolling right now. I see they have the most points in Division Five, but not even ranked in the AP rankings. Not yeah, even out of mention. How can it's that crazy. be? I even saw, I mean, not that they're anything official, but uh, there's a a media outlet, the D Zone, you know, yep, that mm-hmm. has a, a pretty solid following covering high school sports. They put out their each division top 10 and didn't have Corona in their top 10 either. And I just. Um, bulletin board stuff. Know, I think it's bulletin board stuff. I honestly think like talking to some friends, I know I have brought it up a bunch that are still in the area. Uh, I think people got to see Corona do it a couple years in a row exactly. before they believe, you know, they, mm-hmm. they made a little run last year. Is it fool's gold? You know, I think people are seeing, okay, three and oh, yeah. Okay. They just smacked a while. So not that impressive. You know, I think people got to see, you know, they're not up there with Catholic central or Oak Ridge or some of these other right. Frank Frankenmuth who's been doing it for years. Let's see Corona do it for two, three, four years in a row before we truly believe, I guess, but psh- Man, they're they're the real deal. I mean, I listen to you, Ted, and I watch some of the highlights that the the Bauer brothers post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they got, I mean, they've got everything there. They've got all the pieces. They just got to stay healthy. I mean, they've yeah. they've got everything. Let me say this: Devil's Advocate. I agree with what you're saying, Matt. I, I don't blame them for not ranking them. So it's uh, it's it, you nailed it perfectly. It's like let's see it. You know, yeah. if you're if you're legit, you're going to go nine and zero this year. And yeah. believe me, if you go nine and zero, you're going to be in our rankings. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're almost like Michigan in a sense, in my opinion, where we still got to see them get tested. Pinckney's right. a solid team, solid program. I think maybe we didn't play our best game. Maybe should have beat them by a little bit more. Uh, but let's see what they do against, you know, you know, I know Lake Fenton's kind of the big team that everybody circled. Let's see how it goes against them. Win a big game like that, you're going to be ranked. 
Yeah, well, there's no question about it. And again, playing the not respect card—that's not all bad, right? I right. Mean, I've watched this team twice now this season. They're they're the real deal if they keep their heads into it and, like you said, stay healthy. Uh, also, the surprise team, Duran Railroaders, again a big win against Ovid Elsie. They're three and zero. So, you know, it's it's good to see the Railroaders do some damage. Uh, before we move on, I do want to make make a mention here that. Yeah, Corona beat Owasso in football, but Owasso did uh, down Corona for the first time in quite a long time in volleyball. Kendall M, 16 kills, 20 assists, 18 digs, and four aces. Owasso wins the volleyball. Big time, man. Big time is right. And then they also down the, the Cavaliers in swimming. So a little shout out to the Trojans. It's not all go. about football, but uh, – Got to uh, keep the Trojans happy. I know you're, you're going to be running for Mr. Owasso at some point. So. You won't get <laughs> yeah, a trophy right. for it. You won't get a trophy for it unless it's football, but I still, you'll still get a <laughs> shout-out on our pod. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll be back and uh, talk with uh, the fellas from Bat Boys Baseball, right? And we'll be back with them right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, we are now joined with Liam and Eric of the Bat Boys Baseball. You guys are my favorite social media uh, in terms of the baseball world. I love what you guys do. Big on TikTok, big on Instagram, over 260,000 followers. You guys are basically living my dream life, you know, talking <laughs> to all these MLB stars. Uh, thanks again for joining the show, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. So I just kind of want to start at the beginning for uh, a lot of our listeners. Uh, if they haven't seen your Instagram, uh, your favorite video or my favorite video of you guys is the one that you have pinned and it explains your story. Basically what it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys basically started because you lost your senior year of high school uh, baseball season to COVID, right? Is that basically how you guys started? Yeah. Had to fill the void somehow. Liam, Liam played a lot more baseball than I did in high school. I wasn't like I wasn't lined up to play, and I hadn't played junior year the, the year before. But uh, yeah, we just like I mean, we went to games all the time together, and just because of COVID, we couldn't even go to games anymore. But we did a bunch of baseball activities together, and there was nothing to do with our time. So, like a lot of people, you guys, you know, kind of started just making videos, almost basically for yourselves. That's kind of how our podcast, you know, sort of fell at the start, at least, where it's like we're putting this out. I don't really know who's listening or who's watching. Uh, at what point did it kind of start to take off? Was there ever like a, you know, holy shit moment? This is really getting big. I mean, the first summer, I remember the first video that blew up on TikTok was one of our uh, player impersonations. But I mean, it didn't really start to get real until the next summer and the summer after that, when we were on the field or in the stadium and talking to players, when we realized like the right. potential the channel had because the players just seemed to vibe with us so much and the questions that we would ask them at stadiums. So 
I would say like summer of 2021 was kind of when we had like the aha moment when we were doing our game vlogs at stadiums and asking players questions. What do you think it is that uh, players seem to resonate with with you guys? Is it is it the fact you guys kind of ask these sort of off the wall questions? Is it the how like kind of you guys are just basically looks like you're almost like shooting it off a phone? It's very casual. What do you think it is that uh, these MLB players seem to really love? I think well, one of the biggest things is that especially with the minor leaguers that we're their age, like we're the age of guys that even the big leaguers play with. There's always some young guys around in the clubhouse and stuff like that. And we're, we're just kind of like, we're on kind of a different vibe with them than traditional mm-hmm. media. And I think they appreciate the kind of change of pace with that. I think yeah. you guys are part of the, the new media movement. Draymond, right. Draymond Green has coined that term. <laughs> I think once, once Draymond is done, he's moving right into broadcasting. He's going to jump right on TNT probably. And he has started talking about that new media, younger people, that can connect more with current players, then it's nothing against the older generation. Sorry, Ted, I'm not, That's not taking okay. a shot. But, you know, <laughs> some some of the people who've been covering the game for 30, 40, 50 years, yes, they have that experience, but maybe they don't connect with the 20, 21-year-old players. So that, that's probably part of your guys' connection. Um, I wanted to ask, what's, what's a, like a memorable, the, the first one that comes to mind? Maybe that's what you just explained. But, like, if someone asks, What's what's the memorable interview that the first one that pops to your mind? What is that for both of you guys? That's difficult. <laughs> I mean, for, for me, starstruck wise, it yeah. was both Juan Soto and Mike Trout. Uh, oh, more, Mike Trout. Uh, more so Mike, more so Mike Trout, just because I watched him in like 2011, 2012. Like I'm like I'm in elementary school then. And it, it's just like it was absolutely surreal looking that man in the eyes. Like, oh my god, yeah. it was wild. <laughs> was he pretty vanilla I, to interview? Because you know, when you see Mike Trout, I mean, he's just he's doing subway commercials. But how is he? You know, in person, is he a little more like personable? A l- little bit. He's definitely a little dry, but yeah. like totally like respectful. Um, like clearly was like like with. Like with what we were doing, like he yeah. right. he enjoyed it, um, but a, a lot of uh, the comments on our Mike Trout videos have been like, "This is the most Mike Trout answer ever." Although <laughs> <laughs> he's like kind of dry, but yeah, he's cool. Well, well, you guys really are putting together something, something like Matt said. I mean, it's the future of sports media, I think, and uh, it's it's proven with all the followers you guys have. You know, you you talked about uh, your go to interview at the beginning, but. How did you start? How did how did you reach out to the Nationals PR guy and say, "Hey, here's what we want to do," and you know, walk us through that the first time you 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 interfaced with a major leaguer? Yeah, I, it was. I mean, it was a long road to get there. When we were talking earlier about you know how we approach players with the camera and stuff, some you know are a little optimistic, some are totally down right. with it. But I mean, it started just going as fans, and we'd ask minor leaguers, and it was difficult to get them to come up, but. Once the 2022 season rolled around, a few teams had actually reached out to us about filming just content in their stadium, not necessarily interviews. So when the season rolled around, we emailed a couple of minor league teams. We started with the Bowie Bay Sox, the Fred Nats. And uh, once we had the media passes, it just made like a huge difference. The players recognized that we were like an actual media outlet and going to give them a voice. That was a huge game changer. 
But um, Liam, Liam was a huge, when he went down to the Fred Nats for the first time, I wasn't with him this summer. That was a huge step for us moving up to the big leagues. Do you guys ever, uh, I mean, I'm in the Tigers, press, Comerica Parks press box all the time, which I don't think you guys have been to yet. That should be the next uh, stadium on your list. But uh, Not, when not I'm this season. Up, Maybe not this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this season. Next year, opening day. You guys love it. Yeah. Um, but do you guys ever get sort of negative, you know, maybe it's looks, maybe it's comments from some of these like old timer type media members, because I, I'm up there and, you know, I'm not doing anything nearly like what you guys are doing. I feel like I'm just out of place and I'm not even, I'm just up there doing my job. So how does it feel when you guys are, you know, walking into these parks and I mean, you're 40 years younger than most of these media guys, what's it like? Do you ever have any negative interactions or do you, or most people welcome you with open arms? I'd say it's been overwhelmingly positive. Like, I don't want to bash like any, like any of the experiences we've gotten. Right. Um, but there are like the occasional, occasional media people we like interact with that kind of just give us the vibe that they're like, why are you guys here? Like you guys don't yeah. deserve to be here. Like, why is this kid dressing like this? And he's allowed on the field. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'd say overwhelmingly, it's been totally positive and people are, are excited to hear about what we're doing. Yeah, I'd say the media personnel, at least, has been really personal to us. I can't think of anything outside of, like, maybe fans that have just been, like, giving us looks at stadiums, like older right. fans especially. Yeah, like, who are these influencers that somehow have access to the field? I, I don't want to bash a guy, but there's just one one memory that comes to mind when we were doing an interview with Adam Wainwright on the field, and we were walking off afterwards, and a guy got upset. He was like, oh, he would have signed autographs if – you guys didn't stop and do the, do the interview. <laughs> and we were like, oh, no, this. Yeah, sorry. that's not your guys' problem. Come and sign autographs sorry. For you. sorry, you didn't get your program signed yeah. by Adam Wainwright. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. I'm curious. You guys are both still in college. Um, before you started this venture, did you guys have any aspirations to be uh, journalists or, you know, uh, reporters? Or has this has this sparked an interest to you guys to work in the media? <laughs> Or is this just going to, you know, kind of more a hobby, like on the side type of thing? Um, well, I'm I'm actually a journalism major at oh, JMU, cool. so I definitely want to do something with it uh, for my career. But I actually came in as a business major. I've always had a minor in sports communication. I knew I wanted to work like in the field of sports. But um, yeah, I've always just like had this passion for covering baseball and wanting to have knowledge about it and spread knowledge about it. So uh, mm -hmm. I think journalism definitely like fits in well with what I wanted to do in my career. But once we started this page, that's when I realized like it's something that I really wanted to do. And I'm not as much, I'm not as much into the journalism side of things. Like I, I tried out being on high school, uh, new, like the high school newspaper a couple years ago. And like, that's, that's not really totally my thing. No, I definitely kind of like the conversation vibe more with players and I've, I'm an international relations major. I've always oh, kind of wanted wow. to work to expand baseball internationally. And I kind of saw the bat boys thing as a foot in the door with that. So like, I don't have any specific path in mind, but definitely not like traditional like reporting or journalism. Right. I, I've seen videos where uh, you're you're interviewing players and you're asking them questions in Spanish. One, do you know Spanish? And then this is a question for both of you guys. What goes into these? Wh what do you guys look for before these interviews? Uh, do you have a, like do you prep a questions or certain questions for you know every single player on the roster because you're not sure who you're going to be able to get at these batting practices? So what's the 
process of coming up with questions for these guys because you you interview all different types of players uh different and you have very interesting questions for each of them so go ahead liam you first so for the spanish thing yeah i've been taking spanish most of my like school life i kind of lost it uh i kind of lost it a little bit during covid just because i wasn't even taking classes but i decided to continue it in college i'm minoring in it and just the real world kind of experience of this past summer, like totally like skyrocketed my, like my fluency. Like I'm definitely, definitely not fluent. Definitely don't have perfect grammar, but I'd say at this point I can communicate any kind of subject. Like I can say what I want to say in some form. And then in terms of, in terms of like preparing the questions, like, of course, when we're thinking of questions, I want to uh, like kind of perfectly translate that in Spanish. And then I memorize yeah. that. And then kind of for like the subject to the questions, I guess Eric can go into this too, but uh, our car rides are a lot of fun because we're just <laughs> off each other back and forth. Yeah, car rides, sometimes metro rides into DC, but yeah, those long car rides, we have a lot of time to prepare. And I mean, obviously people that have watched our page, they see we will ask the same question to multiple teams and multiple players. Right. Um, and we like to put them together in a compilation format, but we also try to prepare individual questions like players specific questions when they present themselves um but yeah i mean we definitely have a lot of favorites that we like to turn to ones that show off the player's personality like i know one of my personal favorites is asking them their walk-up song sometimes it's a complete dud they just say oh i like it because it's groovy but other times there's a really cool backstory behind it like riley adams for the nationals uh their catcher he was a he was the neighbor with the drummer for blink 182 growing up so that's why he has the walk-up <laughs> he song and he used yeah. to go to like concerts in their driveway all the time growing up so you can just tell you a lot about a player when you ask a question like that it's a pretty cool well, story. i'm amazed i'm amazed with your access you guys get i remember when i first started out doing interviews it was it was really laid back you know the players would be loose at batting practice and i'd be able to grab a player or two uh kind of on jared's question though with the media I also had a couple of stinkers uh, that would not, you know, just were rude to me. Have you had any of the players at all? And you don't have to name names, but have you been shot down in your request for, you know, an interview or question? Definitely have been. (laughs) And honestly, most of them, most of them have kind of been respectful. Like they're like, Mm -hmm. no, I just don't have time right now. Or like, they'll still at least give us a handshake or at least like one of my like personal things, like look me in the eye. Like yeah. when I'm, I'm just trying to be respectful and talk to you, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should name <laughs> drop. But yeah, um, guys like Ronald Acuna Jr. walk by like we just thought we had him one on one, and they say something like they have to go in for batting practice. And Bryce Harper, who we thought we had, he said yes, but they get taken away by someone on the team. Just tells them they have to go and do something, or they can't right. do the interview. I, I Bryce is the only guy that comes to mind because he said yes to Liam and then someone from Philly swooped in and said, nah, man, we got to take you away. But it's definitely happened with a couple other players like that before. Yeah. I just can't think of the names, but it is, when that happens, it, it sucks. Is Bryce your guys' kind of white whale of guys you're still <laughs> waiting to sort of interview? I mean, it's funny that you guys named off some of your favorites, Mike Trout, and I'm like, you guys talked to Garrett Cole, Jose Altuve. I mean, they, they, you get, they don't even get a mention for all the people you guys had talked to. But who is yeah. sort of the white whale of interviews that you guys want still want to do? It's, I think it still has to be Acuna. I, I really want to get Ronnie, and we haven't had a shot with the Dodgers yet. But Trey Turner is just someone that I want to talk to. Watching him play for the Nats, so 
So he's How about you? You're going, is it Liam? You're going up to Yankee Stadium? Yeah, it's oh, not yeah, for I was, a game. I was telling how you're going there yeah. Thursday. Are you yeah, going to so have I, access? Yeah. Are, are the Yankees going to be around, like, to get Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, you know, some of those guys? Or No, I'll actually get back to my interaction with Judge, but this is just like a – it's an event with Bernie Williams. And I think Which is it's pretty like, cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's, it's incredible, but it's like a lunch and batting practice in the cages, something like that, uh, maybe charity um, involved or something like that. I, I forget kind of the specifics of it, but – Right. Yeah, basically, I'm going to be filming the whole thing. It's with Poland Springs, the water company. Oh, cool. Um, but that's probably, on yeah. He, he's oh. probably been asked this hundreds of times from this maybe dates me a little bit. Ted will definitely know what I'm talking about. If you ask him about his appearance on Seinfeld, I'd be, <laughs> I, I was always curious. It, oh, him, him and, yeah, Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter were on an episode of Seinfeld. And I'd always be curious to hear, like, was that fun for them? Was it kind of like, you know, I don't know if that's your guys' yeah. demographic. Is it as much? That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Team I really People know Seinfeld. I'll actually make yeah, a note of that. Really yeah. There you go. I'm, 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 you, never, you never know what kind of videos are going to do well. I remember Liam right. texted me one time and uh, asked if I had actually seen this movie. I asked Mark Canna what the funniest thing is. And uh, he talked about the movie Seven with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, yep. and it was a what's what's in the box reference. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've never seen the movie, but I know the reference. And we put it on TikTok and it did really well. I think what, like about 500,000. Wow. It was it was surprisingly one of our better videos over the summer. Yeah, I've never so heard of this movie. You never know which ones are going to do well. Uh, so to kind of pivot away from the interviews, you guys have had the opportunity to go to a lot of really cool ballparks. It's a, it's an argument we have a lot uh, on this podcast. What's the favorite one you guys have been to? Is it PNC Park in Pittsburgh? What might it be? Camden. Just for sheer beauty, Pittsburgh is like always number one for me. My mom yeah. actually grew up in Pittsburgh, so I got to go there a couple times growing up, and it's it's just so beautiful. Like like nothing really can beat that vibe of just being in the ballpark. Yeah. Like, of course, it's amazing being in every single ballpark, but just PNC Park is just a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I like PNC is definitely just like one of the best skylines. As far as like a, maybe like a trip ballpark experience, when we went to Salem, Virginia over the summer, there are some great views there. And the whole really? experience that the Salem Red Sox treated us to was just unbelievable. And well, the food was really good. So <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. That was a really cool ballpark for us to visit. You know, I got one final question for you, fellas. Uh, tell me, I stick it up a pole or something if it's offline. But are you are you making any money at all on this? With because you you have so many followers, are you able to get a of some coin? The the main like for monetization we get is just through ads on every platform, yeah. and we have okay. that set up for Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And basically, it's just based on how long you keep people on the app and views but i i know uh like a lot of like brand deals are kind of in the works right now um yeah. and i know that's that's kind of where you can make yeah make some more serious money but that's it's cool definitely a, As you a say, being, being in college has kind of held us back from making any serious moves to right. brand deals and stuff like that like i said and we've we've benefited from a lot of incredible brands like reaching out to us and sending us care packages like nice. big league two just sent us some bubble gum the other day love that awesome but um yes stuff like that is hopefully in the works soon but right now it's just been from those three platforms 
Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. What uh, what would you guys say is kind of what's your plan with this? You know, maybe a, a, in one year, what do you hope to kind of kind of be doing? Or, or is it is it a amount of followers you want to get to? Is it a type of content you want to do? Uh, any idea once you get out of college, kind of what the plan will be with this? Right now, the biggest thing I feel like is trust the process and trust being consistent because so much has come just from doing that like not really getting too ahead of ourselves, just like constantly thinking of uh, more creative ideas we can do. And yeah. all these opportunities, like the big league ac access has come from that. Like going into the summer, our plan was to go to maybe a couple different minor league stadiums, see what we can do with interviews. Uh, honestly, like continue. <laughs> we, we were doing skits last, like last summer. Yeah. A lot. We were going yeah, to first day when we got we back. Really having time, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, for me, at least, like, a, a big question I'm asking ourselves is, like, who we can work with going right, forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do a lot of collaboration posts on Instagram, and working with Bleacher Report walk-off, I think, is one of the coolest things for us, like, in the world. Yeah. Like, everyone knows Bleacher Report. It's one of the biggest sports outlets, and Bleacher Report walk-off is the number one, you know, branch off for them for baseball. Right. So it's really cool when we get featured on stuff like that. We've been on MLB Network um we were emailing i think back and forth with a guy from espn for a little bit so for me at least i'd like to know you know i don't know if that boys is like a media outlet in itself one day like right. if it's going to be the next barstool sports or something i hope not but i would <laughs> like to you know work work with someone you know and and get some sort of opportunity to you know not run our own show but you know run interviews for an outlet that's recognized by a huge audience yeah, yeah, that that is awesome. I, I mean, all three of us are big fans of what you guys do. Ted's a little bit later to the party, uh, just due to his age, but uh, we all love you guys. <laughs> due to <stuff>. his age, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's maybe the biggest compliment that you guys can get is that even a you know sixty five year old all the way down to me, I'm twenty three. Everybody loves your stuff, so yeah. keep doing what you guys are doing. Thanks again for joining us, uh, and just get, take a sec real quick to kind of plug where all our listeners could kind of find you guys. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for the support. Like, it really means so much. Like, we just did not expect anything close to this to come from right. what we were doing. But, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Bat Boys Baseball uh, should be pretty easily searchable just with that. I don't, I don't know yet if we're going to expand to Twitter or Facebook one day, but... <laughs> I think we have a we have them both up right now, but I don't think anyone really yeah. follows, or I don't think we posted anything to our Twitter or Facebook either, for that <laughs> matter. But yeah, this has yeah. been awesome. Like you said, the approval from three different generations, I think, to reach that many audiences is really cool. So I appreciate your guys's praise, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right, awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep, definitely appreciate, appreciate it, it. Fellas. Thanks so Thanks, much, guys. All right, that was a lot of fun talking to those fellas. I mean. I hope they do make it to Comerica Park. We were talking with them a little bit, you know, once we got done recording. And uh, Miggy's only got one year left, potentially. So they got to make sure to interview Miguel Cabrera before he's all said and done. Uh, but I'll just back sell it again. Uh, Bat Boys Baseball, Instagram, TikTok for sure. I mean, it's awesome stuff, man. They they get the best. Ted's jealous of the media coverage, man. I mean, Ted's basically trying to bribe me to get Bally Sports Detroit to get him a credential. These guys have credentials <laughs> to every park. So uh, they, they are awesome with what they do, and they're great guys. So thanks again for them to join the show. Yeah, it's cool to see what they're doing, the access that they're getting like fairly quickly in their kind of careers, I guess, doing it. 
Um, the one thing, you know, it, the, the content that they put out is super unique. I think that's part of the success, the reason they're having the success. And I was going to mention it to them. Um, you know, I'm a dad now, so maybe I'm starting to get this this kind of wisdom or whatever. But we've talked about it with broadcasting. Ted, you've talked about it with you figuring out, you know, what you want to do on the mic with your play by play. You figured out you just had to be yourself, use your own yep. voice, be yourself on the mic. That's the most genuine way to come across to listeners. I hope they stay that way. I hope they stick to their guns and do what got them to the 500,000 followers that they have. You know, hopefully they don't get some big corporate sponsor or something that's like, hey, why don't you guys switch up and start asking these kind of questions or start Mm. doing this? You know, you might have to, you know, maybe evolve a little bit, but stick to who you are. You know, keep doing what you're doing. 100%. And and by the way, Jared, I can get my own credentials. That's okay. But uh, but hey, well, you were struggling with it. You were struggling. No, no, with I was it. struggling to get a contact for the Tigers, not Bally. <laughs> That's all. Um, Ted, well, I'm I'm very curious. What what do you think of like kind of everything they're doing? I it, I mean, you mentioned it in the interview with them. You know, you were doing this way back in the '80s. What, what do you think you would have thought if you would have saw you know young college age kids? you know, wear baseball jerseys in the media room. What do you think about all this? Well, you know, I, I think you know me well enough that I'm not just an old stodgy old guy. I, I do roll with the flow. And frankly, I won't use the word jealous. I'm impressed yeah. by what they're doing at such a young age, because I'll tell you, and and you know it because you've yet to ask a question of a professional ball player or coach. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little nervous, nerve wracking oh, yeah. when you go up to them and ask them a question, there's no getting around it. I mean, I, I remember when I first started out and, you know, you do get nervous, you, you get tight a little bit, you want to be prepared. And it sounds like these guys, they're prepared the way they need to be. They're talking in the car on the way to the ballpark. They got an idea what they're doing. Heck, that was so bad when I started out. I mean, I had, I had questions written down on a damn index card and and would read it verbatim. I mean, how lame is that? Right. I mean, it was terrible. But uh, yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying, Matt, that they just got to roll with what they're doing. It's, it's successful. It's unique, which is really the key. And, and And as Jared, you know, getting more and more into the social media with your job, that's the future, Matt. I mean, you yeah. know it too. It's, it's, it's social media and streaming and that's all, that's all going to be the future. Yep. All right, good stuff, fellas. Uh, We'll be back with more on the program right after this. Hi, this is Casey from the band Chi-Town, hopping on our favorite podcast to let you know about the biggest party in mid-Michigan. Saturday, October 1st at Harvey Kern Pavilion in Frankenmuth, Chi-Town is back to headline Big Country Fest. Whiskey Fix will get things started at 5 p.m., and then we take the stage at 8. Tickets are just $7, so come on out for a night of music, drinks, food, and all things country. See you all there. We had the big debate last week, Cade or JJ. I think we're all in agreement. It's JJ, obviously. I don't think there's a debate anymore. No. Wow, he looks good, man. I know Hawaii. Uh, let me just first, before we say all this love on JJ, I seriously think Hawaii is the worst team I've ever seen. Pretty, pretty bad. bad. Holy smokes, they were bad. Literally, the for, until Cade came in the game when like the sort of the crowd, the crowd died down, all the momentum sort of changed. We, I don't think they ever would have stopped us. We were marching yeah. down the field, 15 yards pop, literally wide open holes, throwing it, running it, trick plays, doing whatever we wanted against them. They are horrendous. But J.J. McCarthy, it's it's undoubtedly, man, he's looking damn good. After yeah. one start, I mean, well, basically one completion if you uh, get rid of the drop. It looked perfect. Just something about the what you can tell a star when you see one. Uh, and he just has that it factor, man. He, his passes are – 
incredibly tight spirals. As crazy as it is, I'm going to count that as something that's important. But, man, his, his, his balls look good. He's, he's accurate as hell. He's not afraid to take the, the, the big chance down the field. Both times he did, he nailed it right on the money. Uh, I mean, I just what more can you say about this guy other than let's see how far he can take us. He looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big thing is, is, you know, what what will he look like starting at, you know, at Ohio State at the end of the year? What's he going to look like in the Michigan State game if both teams are undefeated, top 10 or, you know, whatever? No, those are obviously the big questions, but it's kind of like we'll worry about that then. Right now, yes, Hawaii looks like Corona could probably beat Hawaii right now, but you still have to make those throws. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they're trash. So you take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but like the touchdown pass he had to Cornelius Johnson, where he stepped up in the pocket and off one leg fired a dart to the corner of the end zone on the money. You, I don't care if you're playing a JV team, you know, you still have to be able to make that throw. And I think that's the biggest thing. You, Jared, you mentioned the deep balls. That's another thing, too. He's actually taking shots. Cade, Cade would once, maybe twice a game, <laughs> yeah. throw the ball down the field. But you can tell McCarthy is going to take shots. And you have to do that in today's college football. You just you can't just be checking down constantly because you're you're not going to beat the really, really good teams. And, and I, you know, I mentioned it before. Everyone has at this point the threat to run that he is opens the offense up even more. It's just all of that stuff. It's nothing against Cade. We all love him still respect what he did. I mentioned it, Ted, you, I think you mentioned it in the video um, about being a, well, well, we didn't actually post the video, but you, you sent the video. Um, He's going to be a quality (laughs) backup. He's going to be a quality backup. They, they need him because he could still be a play away from playing. So they still need Cade to be locked in, you know, do you have any in do you have any feeling though will he will he suck it up and stick around and and be the team guy know. like a I think captain for this season, or will he transfer I, I think for this season he's he's in cuz he got voted a captain and I think he probably takes that pretty seriously mm-hmm. and now, there's, next next year might be a different story yeah he's out he's gone after this year I mean there's nothing he can do now season has started like we said we don't know if that was purposeful by Harbaugh to basically keep this guy as a backup or or what you know what's it's it's sad and it's and it's almost like in this in the Hawaii game I, I had the same exact feeling man once it was clear as McCarthy even at that point he's like bringing in Magnamera for for a possession uh, where it's basically touchdown or bust uh, and it just didn't seem fair uh, and you know what really bothered me was like Cade threw a pick and he's like losing his mind in the field yeah. I, I really do think this quarterback controversy has really rattled him uh, and I, and I just unselfishly. I, yeah, it'd be awesome if he stays at Michigan as a backup quarterback. Honestly, I just want him to leave, go somewhere else, and I want him to succeed. I want him to, you know, whether it's uh, another Big Ten team, whether it's, you know, as far as he can get away from Ann Arbor on the West Coast, some school out there. I do think he's still a good college quarterback, and I don't want him to see him die at Michigan because it really seems like whatever Harbaugh did, purposeful or not, really seemed like it really affected him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, he keeps a good attitude this season. I'd frankly like to see him stick around. I mean, he got beat yeah. out. It's very clear J.J. is the better quarterback. Uh, but he's one hit away from being out of the game, and we need a right. we need a Cade McNamara with a straight-on head if he's going to come in and win games if J.J. goes down. I mean, that's, that's just the pure fact, you know. Right. I mean, that third-string quarterback, yeah, he looked okay. But, again, how many times are we going to say it? It was against Hawaii. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, he he looked great again and against Hawaii's back, backups at that point, too. So, you know, and, and the other thing that we haven't really mentioned too much because we haven't like looked ahead, Michigan's schedule this year is incredibly favorable. Yes, I mean, is. they've got eight home games and they, they, they get Iowa and uh, Michigan State at home. They have to go to uh, Ohio State at the end of the year, of course. But this is a, this is a year. I mean, their defense is looking really good. They've got to take advantage of this year and hope to be undefeated going into Ohio state. And then, you know, you see what happens, but so that that's like adding to that point of what you're talking about, Ted say, you know, you don't want JJ McCarthy to get hurt, of course, but if he does, you don't want the season to just be down the drain because it's like, you still have a lot to play for. So, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully Cade can, you know, it, it did look like, man, I know I've been saying over and over, why, why do people feel bad for this guy? I mean, it's sports, it's a competition. But when he threw that pick mm-hmm. and like went right over the sidelines and dropped to one knee, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one of my buddies took a video of it. You could he it looked very clear, like he mouthed, I'm done. Like the, the camera was on him and yeah. then they cut away. Mm-hmm. And you can almost see him mouth, I'm done. And I don't think he touched the field the rest of the game. I think Davis Warren played the rest of the game. So Hopefully, I mean, the, the players all seem to love him. You know, hopefully they're all patting him, you know, telling him, man, shake it off, dude. We still need you. So, mm-hmm. right. I hope so. I, 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 it's crazy we're already saying this after two weeks. I'm ready for us to have a test. I mean, yeah. another, you know, cupcake next week against UConn. I mean, when are we really going to see this team get tested, man? It, it's, it's awesome. I don't blame them for doing it. I hope they do it every single year. But, you know, after a few couple of these weeks and another one next week, it's like, man, let's just get to the Big Ten play. Let's start playing some actual real teams with a pulse. Let's see what this McCarthy show is all about. Maybe at Iowa, you know, they're on the road at Iowa. It's always a tough place to play no matter what the Hawkeyes have, you know. Iowa, who can't seem to score a point at all, but it's still Iowa. It's still still at Iowa. They have 304 total yards this season on offense. Wow. That's crazy. I think McCarthy passed that in the first half. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, that's bad. Hey, I got to be ready to play against Michigan. They always are, man. They yep. always are. Especially got, if got, they can ruin the season. Yeah, absolutely. I got a question. I haven't looked it up. What's what's the deal with Anthony? Why isn't he playing? He is. And that is he? he's out there. I mean, he's not out there like every play. You know, Ronnie Bell and Roman Wilson seem to be the you know, almost like every down receivers. Yeah. He's out there, but that's the thing. You know, you talk about in the off season, man, this receiver room is loaded. They've got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Yes. That's awesome. You can only spread the ball around so much, you know, you're right. going to get Ronnie bell, the ball, you're going to throw the ball to Roman Wilson. Cornelius Johnson obviously is, is good too. You've got those tight ends that you want to try and use. And then you've got this dude, Andrew Anthony, who was a freaking stud and you can't even like find a chance to get him the ball, like you know. Yeah, so, I know. You, yeah, you just got to hope these dudes don't transfer. I guess. Right. I had that same sort of thought, Ted. But like week one, I was like, I was expecting this guy to be basically our go-to guy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like he doesn't start. Uh, you know, very sparing time playing almost. So, no, it'll be it'll be curious to see once we get into Big Ten play. Maybe some guys get dinged up, or just the opportunities when we really need to score some points come. Uh, it'll be great to see. So, no, I'm excited to see it. So as much as we're loving what we're seeing out of Michigan, and I know you guys know how big of a J.J. McCarthy advocate I've been. I think you guys are finally on board. The Lions start off 0-1, and, you know, I think the big question is, is the hype completely gone? You know, I think after hard knocks, 
and all the offseason moves, the draft picks that they made and everything, I think there was some legitimate hype. You know, it seemed like this was going to be an improved team. And it was just another classic Lions game. I said it in our, our reaction video after the game. They kept us engaged the whole game. You know, they, they went up early, got us excited, and then they gave up like 24 straight points. And then they fought back because we know every Dan Campbell team is always going to keep fighting. And then they come up short in the end. It's just a classic Lions game. I think the one thing to keep in mind, the Eagles are a good team. You know, the Eagles are good. They're probably going to win their division, especially now with Dak Prescott being out, mm -hmm. you know, for the Cowboys. The Eagles are a good team. And Jalen Hurts, I think, I think we saw that he's a, you know, he's a good quarterback. He can really escape the pocket really well. You know, I think exposed our defensive line a little bit, but otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm not out. I think Jared, you said it. I'm not punting on the season, but it was a little, it was a little frustrating to watch it, that game. I mean, one, this defense, dear yeah. God, can they make yeah. a tackle? I said right. in the interaction, make a tackle. It's not rocket science. Uh, they they battled back. I mean, how many? I feel like this is every single Dan Campbell game. It's like we're stuck on Groundhog's Day. Same exact thing. Like it's like a moral victory. Enough of the moral victories. I know people say the Eagles were are really good. This that dude. We had maybe the best home field advantage in the entire NFL on yeah. Sunday, and still couldn't find a way to really truly. You know, the score is close, but if you watch that game, it, it maybe came down to one fourth down. That's maybe the first time the Eagles fans were actually nervous. Uh, as soon as they tied the score at seven, it was like they never looked back. Then they had to kind of take the air out of the ball. The defense was finally due to get a couple stops. I mean, they didn't stop them. It felt like the entire first half. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just was disappointing. I, I will say, man, this defense a game plan. It was almost like we thought Jalen Hurts was Jared Goff uh, in terms of mobility. There's no QB spying. The defense right. line, you know, you, what is it called? Mush the rush, right? right. <laughs> no mushing of the rush. We're basically just letting – Jalen Hurts, we're in man-to-man -man coverage, so these corners have no idea what's going on behind them. Uh, it, it, I just – that whole part of me, to, to me, in terms of the coaching and looking at Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, we know who the defensive coordinator is. Am I wrong in saying that that just seemed like they kind of forgot that on the scouting report? Because that's what killed us. Every, we would get him to third and long. Everybody would be covered. Jalen Hurts would take off first down. I feel like he had three, four, maybe even five of those that were just yeah. backbreakers. Uh, yeah. If we could even get rid of three of them we probably win that game. So it just was frustrating. It was, it was third downs. Couldn't get off the field. I mean, you, you put it perfectly. Frustrating was the definite term, especially defensively. Uh, you know, there was some bright spots. I mean, Rodrigo, he had a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, Hutchinson, you know, I think it, it, welcome to the NFL. I think I said in yeah. my instant reaction, I mean, you know, he's going to be good, but you know, he was overwhelmed a little bit at times. I think he got gassed, but hey, guys, it's only been a year since we said that's the worst defense we ever saw. They shorted right. up a little bit with Rodrigo and Hutchinson. I think the biggest thing we got to look at right now is, okay, we got deflated a little bit in week one, but how many different sports, how many times do you play football and say, you really got to see the improvement from week one to week two. Right. And this Washington game is key. If they yeah, fall flat right. on their face again, then, then we're out, I think. Yeah. I, think, you I know, think everybody, do you yeah. agree with that too, Matt? I think it's like this is a must-win game. Week two, it's very rare you say that, but we talked about it a lot before the season started. We can't lose all this positive momentum we built right. like right off the rip. Just we got to prolong this as long as we can. Hover right around 500 as long as we can. Uh, and if you lose, start 0-2, uh, especially with a gut-wrenching loss like week one, I just I really think everything is on the line this game. This needs to be a, a kitchen sink game. 
as they would say, throw everything we got in the chamber, trick plays, everything, yeah. see what we can do. Cause yeah, because we, we know, I mean, we we know Dan Campbell talked about getting rid of the same old Lions mindset and everything, mm-hmm. but we know how things snowball with the Lions. I mean, it kind of happened against the Eagles. Once once they the Eagles kind of started going, you know, things just snowballed. And next thing you know, it's 24 to 7 or whatever it ended up being. You don't want to start 0-2 because, right, you'll lose no. all your momentum. And, you know, things will, some fans will start falling off. You know, players might might start saying certain things like, yeah, maybe this Dan Campbell thing's not really working. You know, I, I think a thing to remember, too, it's just like today's NFL. This, the starters didn't play that much in the preseason. I know these are pros. They're professionals. They've been playing, you know, a lot. They practice a lot together. But, you know, they didn't play a lot in the preseason. So maybe that was part of the inconsistency with the offense, you know, golf and the receivers. But, you know, DeAndre Swift had an awesome game. That That's promising to see the Lions actually have a strong running back like that. I just – I am so not out on Jared Goff, but he is just like – He's bad, He's man. just so mediocre. Like, it's just like, man, he'll, he'll make a throw where you're like, all right. Yeah, you were a number one pick. You've started in a Super Bowl. I, I see that. But then he makes three or four or five more throws that you're like, dude, you're hitting these. How how are these guys supposed to catch this ball? Like, what is happening? It's just, it, I don't know. He, order, he's hard to watch. It, it reminds me of a couple of different things. I actually came to this realization watching Tom Brady. Uh, when you watch Jared Goff after having seen him play now for like a year and a half, really up close. Dude, it's like every play, even the positive ones, it's like it's like you're pulling teeth. It's like it's like the stars yeah. have to align like perfectly for this like first down pass. Right. When you're watching Tom Brady, it just seems so effortless. I think that's maybe the most annoying part about golf. It's like you're you're always on edge. You always feel like you're one play away from <laughs> from the game being lost on his arm. Right. I, it's just I can't explain it. It's in my gut. Yeah, uh, you, you know, even when he was with the Rams that had good stats, you still felt that way. It's like just this this does not seem easy to you. Yeah. Uh, almost the same way with Cade Magnamara and McCarthy. There's just something you can't qualify. And you saw it as soon as McCarthy was in against Hawaii. It's like, this is just easy to you, man. It looks right. like you're not even trying. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most frustrating part. With well, golf. you know, and I'm not going to jump on the golf bandwagon and say he's the greatest in the world. But, I mean, let's face it, too. They had at least four drops by the yeah. receivers, which they didn't do so much in, in preseason. I mean, catch the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to help your for? quarterback. Yep. What oh, was wow. your guys' dead? What was what was it like when you were watching this game? And the uh, I was working during the game, so I wasn't able to kind of live and die on every snap. What would you? Were you basically deflated after the first fifteen minutes, or how how did it how did it play out? I went down after the uh, the failed onside kick, but then yeah. they, like Matt said, they perked up the uh, the attention span down the stretch, and I I thought, man, <laughs> what will what will happen? We might win this game. It was. It kept feeling like one more stop. Just please get one more stop. And then, like you said, Jared Hurts would scramble off for 25 yards or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well. Can't can't lose this week. Got to beat Washington. Got to beat Washington because they go on the road to Minnesota after that. And uh, we're done if we're 0-3. So, oh, well. We'll see what happens. Hashtag since 57. Guys, I think this has been a fun podcast. Uh, this has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry with many convenient locations throughout Michigan. Use the code. Got to use the code, everybody. Support the podcast. 
code is 3, P-O-I-N-T-20, 3.20 at the Corona store only right now. 20% off your first purchase. New customers only. Get on in there. Also, Memorial Healthcare. Check out the walk-in sports injury clinic every Monday through October 17th at the new Now Community Wellness Center. And follow us at 3 Point Pod. Spread the word. Make sure you let all of our great local partners know you listen in and enjoy the program. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse and Hit and Pitch, Crows Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, and our promotional partners, the ALS Association of Michigan, Chi-Town, and Z92.5, The Castle. I want to thank Ryan Slocum of State Champs and NewsNet. Also, Liam Eric of Bat Boys Baseball. Check them out, man. You'll enjoy it, especially if you're a baseball fan. they got a lot of great stuff. And uh, this episode of Three Point Podcast recorded at StreamYard.com. Our Z92.5 Game of the Week this Friday night, Fowlerville at St. John's. Hope you can tune into that. And until next week, so long, everybody. Peace and love, be kind, and thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.